We got some stuff to talk about. We have the insane pace Connor McDavid is on in the National Hockey League. We also have some more news slowly leaking out of Green Bay that we'll get to in a little bit here. But before that, we have another no-hitter in baseball. Those springs were loud. <laughs> the year of the no-hitter. Guy on the Reds. Eric, what was his name? Wade Miley. Wade Miley. Nobody watched the game because nobody was watching Reds Indians, I believe it was. It was 0-0 zero, zero going into the ninth. That's a tough situation. That That's why no imagine one was watching th- it. Imagine you throw a no-hitter and lose. Like, that would probably be one of the worst feelings ever. It also doesn't count as an actual no-hitter in their book, which is something. Apparently, there was a guy in the 50s who threw a perfect game through 12 and lost. <laughs> Hate to see it. Oh. Hate to see it. What's up, one home run? Guys, you couldn't really? score at all. <laughs> I was throwing the ball. For damn near six hours, and you guys couldn't do anything for me. Here's the other thing. I'm a Met fan, and I know at one point in his career, that's going to happen to Jacob DeGrom. Most definitely. He's going to have a no-hitter going through like 11, and it's going to be 0-0 because the Mets are like, ah, that's cool. And DeGrom will win, but he'll be the one who hits the home run that wins the game. That would be sweet justice. <laughs> like the Mets, the Mets are getting four hit, and all four hits are just DeGrom. He's on a 4-4 four four day, and he's like, I, I need help. I need help, and I know I'm not going to get it. Immediately request trade after that. Poor guy. Uh, Connor McDavid isn't real. No. He's a cheat code. <laughs> he has yeah. 102 points in uh, how many games was it? 55? 50. Yeah. yeah. Can you believe not done there's yet. people that are considering not voting for him for MVP? I don't know how. I mean, I bet on Austin Matthews earlier yeah. in the year. Because that's Austin when Austin Matthews is a solid bet. Yeah, it's when Austin Matthews was having that goal a game thing to start the year. And looking at it, if McDavid only had like sixty points, I would say okay, Austin Matthews. There's a fair case. There's no case against Connor McDavid right now. There's no reason to have a hundred points over a hundred points in a shortened season. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Leon Draisaitl is the runner-up with seventy-nine. That's a lot of points. Yeah. I love looking at 100 points. And, like, I know it's a shortened season whatever, but it's still a big mile marker when a player hits 100 points in one there, season. There have been seasons where people haven't hit 100 points in an 82-game season. Yeah. Like the year I believe it was Corey Perry won MVP. I don't think anybody hit 100 points that year. And then to think back to, like, the days of Gretzky when he was putting up 200 points a season and the fact that yeah, he was it, able to do that. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. And now McDavid's doing it with modern goaltending. There's a thing. Uh, it's it's points adjusted. So it, it's altered in a way and gives you adjusted points based on the era you played in. Of course, Gretzky's won, but this season from McDavid would be only compared to seasons by Lemieux and Gretzky in their heyday. Yeah. There's nobody post-lockout era in the NHL who's even come close to doing this. There's nobody... Crosby was great in his prime. Same with Ovechkin. And you had your other players who just had great seasons along the line. You know, your Kovalchuks, your Jamie Benz, your stuff like that. But nobody, nobody even sniffed... Connor McDavid is the most skilled hockey player of all time. Yeah. Imagine if he took this skill back to an era where they didn't goaltend, where their main 
strategy of goaltending was laying down and daring you to lift the puck over them. Yeah, well, that was when it was hard to lift the puck, though. Well, because you didn't have the curves. Yeah, but that strategy didn't change. Like goals started to go up in the seventies, and the strategy didn't change. Sticks started to become curved. Goalies went, oh, "I'm gonna lay down," and, and that's basically it. <laughs> I do think that this is one of the greatest seasons of all time by by a single player. I think Lemieux in let me have it up on Hockey Reference. Yeah, I think Lemieux's ninety two ninety three is is probably the best. I don't think you're beating that, but this is up there for a strike or like a shortened season. He's only a plus 25. His plus minus should be way higher than that. But a lot of that is just Edmonton having zero defense. Mike Smith's having a decent season and goal for them. But we also have to remember, he's playing the same teams a lot. Oh, I understand. So, like, but that, he's getting a little bit of an advantage that no other player has ever Well, had. that argument works for both sides. Also, yeah, they also argue, look at the whatever. days of Lemieux and Gretzky. They only played their conference. They didn't play the other conference. Yeah. And in so, those days, there was only 24 teams. So Gretzky's playing, what, 12 teams a year? Mm-hmm. Basically. So in in 1989-90, Mario Lemieux, in 59 games, put up 123 points. And it was a minus 18. <laughs> wow. Wow. That is... What, what you said? It was 89-90? Yeah. Pittsburgh wasn't good that year. They landed Yager in the draft. Pittsburgh that year had 72 points. And they were 1,000 to 1 on, plus 1,000 to win the Stanley Cup that year. The only the only teams as of late that have been able to shut down Connor McDavid are the Calgary Flames. And yes, they had a game where they did allow three points against them. But on the 29th, they held them to zero points. And on the 10th, they held them to zero points. And it was a combined minus three. Other than those games, since April 7th, he has 39 points, I believe it is, <laughs> in 15 games. Man, is ridiculous. What? He's ridiculous. And, you know, you got your old heads looking at what Gretzky did and like, oh, this is nothing. Okay, yeah. What what happened back then, that's a different – it's a different game now. I hope to God that the Oilers are traveling to Prudential next year. I know the schedule's still up in the air, but I the, hope. The equipment now for goaltenders is bigger. Yep. The, the the players are more skilled defensively. The goaltenders are bigger themselves, yeah. not even just with the equipment. They're they're more mobile than ever. They've basically taken away the puck handling of the goaltender. And Connor McDavid still did this. Everything now is skewed a little bit toward the goalie, even though they're looking at decreasing the size of pads for the goaltender, which they have been talking about for the past couple of years. Which I don't agree with. I don't think you need it. And he still did this. Yeah. And the most concerning thing about it is Connor McDavid in his last game had two points. They won 4-3 in overtime. Yep. They have to play either Winnipeg or Montreal in the first round. (laughs) They did lose last year in their plan to Chicago, 12-seed Chicago. I could so see them losing in the first round again. That would suck. Because when it comes to playoff hockey, I have no doubt McDavid's going to be able to put up three, four, sometimes probably five points a game. Yeah, it doesn't matter. It's just the defense is so bad for Edmonton. So they're playing Winnipeg, most likely. Yeah, because Montreal's a a point behind them, but they only have one game left, and Winnipeg has two. Feel bad for Toronto. Toronto struggled with Montreal the whole year, and they have to play Mo- probably Montreal in the first round. 
Well, that's music to Tom's ears, who believes that Toronto won't be doing anything in the playoffs. I do believe that, yes. Oh. Connor McDavid's last 15 games played, are he has scored more points than the highest point scorer on five teams in this league. I'm assuming New Jersey's yep. one of those teams. You can oh, take, yeah, Zaka's definitely one of them. If yeah. you took the Devils' leading scorer, Pavel Zaka, you tripled the amount of points he had this year. He wouldn't have touched. He, had a, he would have had 105 points. <clears throat> Connor McDavid's currently at 102. He needs to get three. He needs three points to pass a tripled <laughs> Pavel Zaka. If I was... How many games do they have left here, Edmonton? One or two? I think it's two, I want to say. I, it's two. It's two. They got Montreal and, and Vancouver. I wouldn't play them. Yeah, why so would if you? you, if you multiply, so Philip Ronex leading Detroit in points with 26. If you multiply that by four, that's about where Connor McDavid is. I, if, I wouldn't even... You had to let him play last game because you had to let him get to 100 or whatever or the game before that. I wouldn't play him again because if he gets – that's it. If he gets hurt, that's it. Yeah. That is it. But also you look at what happened a couple of years ago with the sweep series when it was just one team kept getting sweeped after another because you'd have one team yeah, that but... played seven games, one team that played I, four, I, and the cold team I don't lose. think if McDavid goes out, I don't think Edmonton's done and over. What, in the playoffs? I think Drysaddle can carry your team on his back. He can't carry him to a cup. I don't think Not it's like disrespected Drysaddle. I don't even think it's disrespected Drysaddle. It's just that you look what they can do with Big David and Drysaddle, and they can't do anything. I hit you with I, – I look at them having McDavid and Drysaddle, and you struggle against a Washington. You struggle against a Pittsburgh. You struggle, I would say, reasonably against a Toronto. You struggle against Boston. Boston. You struggle against Tampa, Florida, Carolina. You struggle against Vegas and Colorado. Now, ta- now take away their best player. You might, you might, best case scenario, get out of the North Division in the playoffs. But you're going to have to meet up with one of those four teams in the penultimate round. And then probably another one in the finals. You're not going to be able to do that without Connor McDavid. Well, I look at that the same way as if Dreisaitl's out. I know not many do. I do. I think if you take out Dreisaitl, there's an argument to be made. I, I think... I say they struggle against those teams with both of them just because of how bad their defense is. And if you take either one of them out, it looks bad. I think they got a little bit more of a shot against, like, your, like a Florida. I think they'd have a little bit better of a shot. Well, yeah, but, like, it's still overall the same ending it's them losing in the playoffs yeah i see it the same way i see it with dry mcdavid in the lineup yeah i don't think you can win i I don't think they win a stanley cup with their roster construction right now you take away one of them you you definitely can't yeah you might get close with both of them it's not even you know that dry it's not even that dry can't carry the team it's McDavid and Drysaitel can't carry the team. Yeah, and it's not their fault. At the end, the especially in the playoffs, terrible. it gets more physical, it gets more defensive, and you have to keep pucks out of the net. And they have proven they cannot do that when it matters most. Yep. And that has been their downfall the last couple of years in the playoffs. They also, they, it's an extreme lack of inexperience, I guess, too, right? Yeah, the team's very young. Yeah. Last, last bit of hockey here. We have the whole field set for the NHL playoffs. We'll get to that next episode. We'll start looking at it because your matchups will be set, and the NHL playoffs does start Saturday with the Washington-Boston series. The Vegas Golden Knights last night played with 15 players, and they almost beat Colorado. Good for them. I respect it. 15 players because you have injuries. Alex Martinez is out. Uh, Peyton Krebs is out. Other people. You can't call a player up because you're up against the salary cap, and so you got to address the players. Yeah, 15 guys. 
and they asked about it, and I think it was Peter DeBoer who said, well, there's no salary cap come a week from now, so we'll be good. Because yeah. once you hit the playoffs, there's no salary cap. Look at what Tampa Bay is doing down in uh, in Florida. Steven Stamkos and Nikita Kucherov on long-term IR. Their contract's not counting toward the salary cap right now. Next week, there is no salary cap. They come off long-term IR. They can play in the first round, and that's probably the, the worst the luck ever world. for Florida. Yeah, and the rest of the hockey world should be scared. Yeah. Vegas, I, this is more toward Colorado than Vegas. Colorado could not beat a depleted Vegas Golden Knights team. Now, it looks like Vegas is going to win the division. Colorado's a point behind. Vegas has a game against San Jose, which should be a softball for them. They would have to play, Colorado would have to play Minnesota in the first round. And they're struggling against a very undermanned Vegas team. I don't know if they could beat Minnesota in seven games. And depending on who has home as advantage, which we still don't know, it's looking like it's going to be Colorado or Vegas, but we still don't know. It, Minnesota could get out there and win in six games with the way Kirill Kaprizov is playing. It might come down that to goaltending. That happened seven years ago when everybody picked Colorado. Yeah, I remember that series. I, I think it was Nino Niederreiter in overtime to end it. Was, it was Nino Niederreiter, and everybody's bracket was screwed. You're shaking your head. You don't think Minnesota could beat Colorado? Do you have any concerns about Colorado? I don't care about what can happen. I care about what will happen. And of course, and what I think what will happen is that the Avalanche will win that series. I still see the Minnesota Wild. I know they got Kirill Kaprizov, but like you said, playoffs are a different atmosphere. He's not used to it. Everyone on that Avs team is used to it, at least to some degree. Well, go outside of Kaprizov. Okay. Everybody on Minnesota is used to it. Matt Zuccarello. Yeah, but when you're crazy yeah, used to it. Okay. But when your best players when your best player is someone who's inexperienced, I think that's a major factor. And when the players who are experienced are old players like Matt Zuccarello well, and Zach Parise, I think that's I hit, also a factor. I hit you with a counterpoint that came straight from the Colorado Avalanche uh, was it two seasons ago? What what when was Cal McCarr's first game? In the playoffs. And what did he do? He walked in there and he lit it up. That's a fair point. Fresh out of college. Kaprizov could do it. I think Kaprizov has a shot to do it. He's been playing against professionals since he was 17 years old. Who was the one player that made his debut in the Stanley Cup final? Right? Didn't that happen a couple years ago? If if it did, it's a lower level player who's not not like a Cal McCarr level. Yeah. He could do it. Yeah, but I don't think they will. It doesn't. Wait, it, let's let's talk about the one seed in that you're playing. Saint, any all three of those teams, Minnesota can't win the division. They would all beat St. Louis easily, right? Fifty nine points, St. Louis Blues. Uh, minus nine goal differential. I assume. Yeah, I would go with that. I don't. I think maybe five games. I think Bennington's good. Do you? I do. He's a fleece man. Listen, he's he's Ryan. He took the Ryan Fitzpatrick model to another level. Like he got his cup, threw it on the table, and St. Louis said, "We'll pay you," and then that was it. Well, I still think Bennington's a very good goalie. I think well, he's just no. having a bad skid right now. I feel like that's by just the, a recent trend in the NHL for some reason. I don't the, understand. By the it. way, I I completely forgot this can be the first time ever where we have the regular season and the Stanley Cup playoffs going on at the same time. This yeah, is the first the playoff, time. Playoffs start Saturday. Yeah, and uh, the regular Vancouver. season doesn't end till next Wednesday. Yeah, well, Vancouver had all their postponed games, oh, right. and they got to finish out the season because it comes down to dra- the determines draft position and everything. And they're losing right now, three nothing to Winnipeg. 
Damn. But I just uh, back on the St. Louis Blues. They, I think they're a good team still. I, I, I think this year was just a down year. I don't see them doing anything in the playoffs. They, I think they'll steal a game, maybe two, but I really think that's about it. I'm Which not is, sure about Bennington. I'm not. I'm not a hundred percent sure about Bennington. He's had bad games. You get but a lot I, of slack this season. You do. Every player does. Yes, because you look at it, it's like okay, short season. The coronavirus. concerns surrounding Bennington really started last season. I I know, but like and the contract didn't help. Six by six. <laughs> I think it's just also a bit of adjusting because what, they brought in who? Tory Krug and Hoffman? Is that who they brought yeah, in? Yeah, Mike Hoffman on a one-year Mike deal. He, okay. I, I can't I imagine believe... Hoffman is back next season. You don't think so? Is it because they don't have the money? Also, or... he he didn't – there were times he was a healthy scratch, and I know since he's been a healthy scratch, he's been tearing it up down there. But he's going to go out and chase a big money deal because he couldn't get it last offseason because of the whole COVID situation. Yeah. But – I, I don't see St. Louis is in a position to offer him a big money long term deal like he wants. You know, if that's you know, the... where, you know, it'd be a great place for Mike Hoffman. Florida, Edmonton. Edmonton would Edmonton work. Would work. Some depth scoring. I, I think. Does Edmonton have cap room? Well, they got to resign Nugent Hopkins. Yeah, that's a big and, thing. Well, apparently, the rumor is that Nugent Hopkins is probably not coming back. How, what's the cap situation and for the San Luis Blues? The other rumors that Philadelphia has been on in on Nugent Hopkins for a long time. Yeah, no. I've seen that too. So you want to know the, the Blues yes. cap situation? I, I don't. I, you look at all these teams, in, especially in the Western Conference. The team that is set up the best for now and the future is probably Vegas for yeah. the next three years well, because Petrangelo is under contract D for a long term. They're going to lose Martinez, but I still don't think that hurts them that much. They got goaltending situated for the next couple of years. They got their forward situation for situated for the next couple of years and Pacioretty, Stone, all those players. They're in a decent position, not just for now, but the future. I know they'd like to win now because that takes a lot of weight off of them next year. Yeah. But you looked after the Blues won the Stanley Cup. It was okay. This team's got a young goalie or a an ex- inexperienced goalie you could probably get on a cheap okay. contract and they could right. be coming up. And then they just so the Blues, stalled. So the Blues. The Blues have a tough decision to make, and I'm looking at Cap Friendly right now. Do you keep Mike Hoffman, or do you keep Gene Schwartz? How old is Schwartz? 28. Uh, Hoffman's 31. I think you keep... What would the stats look like? Jaden Schwartz has been more of a playoff performer for them. I know he was he was damn good in that 2019 run. Yeah. I 20 think he, points in... 20 points, 39 games for Schwartz. And the Blues have managed to still make the playoffs the past few years. If you just get in the playoffs, and if that's when Jaden Schwartz turns it on, I think personally you do keep Jaden Schwartz. Although, how is Mike Hoffman usually? He doesn't go to the I th- playoffs. I think often, there's another he? player you look at here. I think it might have you might have to take a hard look at Vladimir Tarasenko. Why? I was thinking that's There's been some injuries lately in 20 He's, in 29 games. Yeah, in 29 games he has. In 24 games, he has 14 points. He's a minus seven. And you remember when he was the... I remember, at least, when he was the most, like, dominant scorer in hockey. Yeah. And he hasn't... He was on the cover of the video game. He hasn't been that. Even in that cup run, he was there. But he wasn't one of the guys you leaned on. You leaned on a Ryan O'Reilly more. You leaned on a Petrangelo in that situation more. Jaden Schwartz at times, and Bozak at times. It just wasn't. It never fell on Tarasenko's shoulders, and he used to be a superstar. It just, it just felt like he just grew out of that role, and a lot of that was just the formation of the team. But I could really see them saying, "Let's try to keep both Schwartz and Hoffman, 
and let's move the contract to Tarasenko? Because there's definitely teams that would take Vladimir Tarasenko in a heartbeat. Oh, yeah, and Vince Dunn needs a new contract, too. That's also a big one. Well, I, they're not set up long-term like Vegas. I know that. But what matters is that they have the ring to say, hey, we, we've done it. What Vegas needs to do is now win it. I know they're situated. They're in a good position for the next few years. But you don't want to end up like the New York Rangers where they were a top team like every year and they go to like three conference finals and they only go to one cup appearance and win one game. Vladimir Tarasenko has played 34 games the last two seasons. That's a major concern. Yeah. I know like this, 24 points in those 34 games. But that's he's only not played bad. 34 but... po- he's only played 34 games in the last two seasons. I think you got to disregard this year though. Because, like, I don't know what injury he had. I, I don't know what's holding him I believe it stemmed over from an injury he, he suffered last season. Really? And then he had to get surgery after the year, and it kept him out a while. Well, that's something that I, I, I really don't know how to look at it then. Because it's not if it's not coronavirus-related, if it's not related to, you know, just getting ready, I don't, I don't know what the Blues could be thinking about it right now. But over, overall, right now, I, I want to say the Blues, I think, are still a decent team. They're just they're not, a level down. They're a level down now. I still think there's hopes for Bennington. I still think he's a very good goalie. I still think he has a lot of potential. And if it needs a few years, that's fine. He has a cup to say, I, d- I deserve to be here for a few years. Mm-hmm. Do you have them at or above or below Minnesota? Ooh. I think I have them pretty much level with Minnesota. I, I think... I think so, but here's the problem. The, the younger like, the younger stuff is more promising. Yeah. And I, I think Kirill Kaprizov is a more bona fide superstar than anybody St. Louis has on that roster. Yeah, that's a fact. I can't speak for anyone on the St. Louis Blues right now because it's like you look at Kirill Kaprizov, it's just he's phenomenal. I can't say I can't say I think Kirill Kaprizov might be top what in the league because he's phenomenal. Vladimir Tarasenko does have a full no trade clause. Uh, I would be interested to see if he'd waive it. If they would approach him uh, to waive it, if he would. Seattle is becoming a new player this year. Uh, That's they, a name, and it seems like that team is going to go low with their expansion draft salary in an attempt to weaponize cap space this off season. Full no trade clause that expires at the end of the twenty two twenty three season. Uh, he's due nine and a half million next year, but with only a cap hit of seven and a half, and then cap hit of seven and a half in twenty two twenty three, with only five point five in real money. Speaking of people who want to get traded, Jack Eichel. Fair. I don't think he gets traded this off season. I don't think so either. If you're if if you're Jack Eichel, you want it to be next year. And if you're Kevin Adams, you're in no rush to trade a superstar. His no trade clause kicks in on June on July first of twenty two. If you're Eichel, and depending on how this next year goes in Buffalo, that's when you want to go, because you can basically control your own fate. Now here, right now, if Arizona offered a big uh, package, they would have to take it, because he can't wave. He can't say no, and you have to take the best offer available if one comes in. That might be New Jersey's best chance at a superstar. Trading for Jack Eichel? Yeah. Can't say no. They're not they're not looking in that department. I could tell you that much right now. They're gonna they're, they're going growth. Going is, I think he's going across the Hudson River. I, I think he ends up in LA. I That's the it. other place. I believe he's gonna be a New York Ranger. Yeah. Dark, Which is unfortunate. Your sleeper candidate is Minnesota. I think your sleeper candidate's Boston. I can't see Boston. I could totally Boston see Boston. Well, I can't see Buffalo trading them to trading someone to Boston. 
Yeah, you got it with Hall. There's no way you well, do it Well, if you wait until 22. And you're the only team calling? But and, why no, would no, it? not even you're the only team calling. You're the only team Eichel's saying I'll wave to go to. Okay, then, yeah, that's that's the only situation, really. But I don't think that And you're happen. not in a position to win. I think he'll look at it and say, I'll go to L.A. or I'll go to New York. I think York. you can basically cross off all the Canadian teams. Yeah. Uh, American player, he doesn't really have that desire to play in Toronto or Montreal or out west. Vancouver, I could see him waving for maybe the only one, but they have a whole problem going on there with their salary cap. Uh, L.A., I could see. If Anaheim was a little bit more ahead, I could see them. Colorado, I could see, especially if they lose Landis Cog this year in free agency. Maybe Dallas. Dallas. There's some money that needs to be worked around there, but I think that could be doable too. I love Dallas. What about the Florida Panthers? I'd like the Florida Panthers. I'd like to see them succeed. That would be another piece to slot in on a line with Barkov. That's an insane first line. And Jonathan uh, Huberdeau coming into his own down there. He's a superstar in Florida. That would be dangerous. Yeah. They're a dangerous team now. It's they a- were in on Hall, couldn't get them, and that's more of a long-term piece you can look at. And if you wanted to, I mean, I know they really don't. I would say Spencer Knight is about as close to untouchable as you can get when it comes to a young goaltender in the National Hockey League. But And Askarov, I think those are the two. If it got you Eichel, I mean, you'd have to consider it. You have to, especially you look at it. Or maybe if they say, hey, we'll take Bobrovsky off the books. Yeah. Then you really got to consider it. Because Spencer Knight's been looking good this year. He's played a few games. Yeah. He's, yeah. Imagine Carolina. Carolina would be very dangerous. (sighs) That would be interesting. How much money does Carolina have? They have no goaltender. They have two two mil, and if Dougie Hamilton's gone, they, they can make it work. Oh, it's Fetchnikov's an RFA. Yeah, and they got to pay him. That's a big thing. Anybody coming off soon? Paquette's coming off. Not big uh, enough. Key Hamilton. That's big, but a both lot of goalie, that will be accoladed to both, Svetch. Both goalies are coming off, and Nedeljkovic is an RFA. What's Sebastian Ajo look like? 8.46 until 2024 because of the offer sheet. Hear me out. Listen. What if he's part of the trade? Because Buffalo's going to want a big young piece back. Yeah. I don't know. It would be more stuff. Yeah. But that makes room. Is all that stuff worth it? I consider Ajo well, a superstar. Yeah, I mean, but listen, if it comes down to Ajo and assets like picks or prospects, and then it's just, okay, we're swapping out Ajo and throwing in Eichel, which one would you rather have? Eichel. Yeah. yeah. Ajo's only 23. Yeah, and Eichel's like 25. Something like that. Svechnikov's 21. That's the one I would try to hold on to more than Ajo because I think he's better than Sebastian Ajo or his ceiling's higher. Let's take a look in the NFL real quick at the Green Bay Packers. Reports out of Green Bay are that um, the Packers have made an offer to Aaron Rodgers long-term, and to be the highest-paid quarterback in NFL history. Now, I said it on this podcast when Mahomes signed his record contract extension that nobody would beat it for a while because the benchmark couldn't go that high because there was nobody like that. This whole situation leads me to believe that I don't I don't think Aaron Rodgers deserves to be paid Patrick Mahomes' money, but 
Green Bay might need to. But do you know what the other weird thing is right now? He's leaning towards declining it. Which means if you're Green Bay, that's it. Yep. That's it. You have nothing else. That was it. You have to trade him. You got to trade him. Yeah. What is what is even better for me as a fan of a divisional rival is how he's asking players on Green Bay to join him in another location. I still think Denver is the clear front runner here. I do too. I feel like Denver just has everything but a quarterback. And or I feel the like Raiders. That's why. Well, the Raiders too. The Raiders yeah. are missing a defense still. And the Raiders just traded their entire O-line, so I don't really count that. It, it's what But you look at Denver. Denver has a pretty solid O-line. They've got a great group of core receivers. He their would defense, turn, he would turn Jerry Judy into a superstar. Their defense is fantastic. They have a great tight end in um Noah Fant. Noah Fant. He's fantastic. You know Aaron Rodgers well, likes the big tight end. Oh man, it's just He would work really well in Denver. Imagine what Darren Waller would be in Las Vegas with... Again, they, they gave away their O-line and then barely drafted one Darren guy Waller, back. Darren Waller is the next Jason Witten. Now, the, the clear thing I think that the Raiders lack too is a weapon on the outside because I, I don't think they have a wide receiver that stands up to Jerry Judy's level. No. What, what do you guys say? Aguilar? Aguilar is a Patriot. Oh, is he now? Yeah. I didn't know that. Uh, and he only was there because he, he was the number one. That's why his numbers looked a little better. What if, I know it would take so much to get it. What if you tried to get Rodgers and Adams? <laughs> oh, because Devontae Adams has said that if something happens with Rodgers, my future here is officially yeah. in question. Yep. It doesn't fix the offensive line issue. But, but. It's a familiar target, and I think Aaron Rodgers would be a little bit happier on his back if he knows he just released a ball and Devontae Adams is on the other side of it. Other than, like, who is it, Henry Ruggs? Yeah, I think Henry Ruggs right now is wide receiver one. Yeah. I don't think him going to Las Vegas, which is a team that has a lot of similar problems to Green Bay, at the moment. Green Bay has a better line. Yeah, which which is is one of Aaron Rodgers' Green Bay also has a better defense. So <laughs> you're really not fit. You're making his situation The Raiders worse. really don't have a better anything. No. They got a better running back. So I'm going with Denver is the clear option. You don't think Josh you don't think Josh Jacobs is better than Aaron Jones? No. I think it's close. Ah, Remember Josh I, Jacobs is gonna have a lot of a lot less targets. Okay, Who does Denver have running back wise? Melvin Gordon. He's pretty good. Phil Lindsay's gone. Melvin Gordon, Javante Williams. Javante Williams. Javante Williams yeah. is a good one. Yeah. Either way. And then you look at that whole roster and you go, Drew Locke or Teddy Bridgewater. Right. And it's like, ah, man. Yeah. Imagine Aaron Rodgers on that team. He would tear it up. We need Aaron Rodgers, Patrick Mahomes, and Justin Herbert in the same division. He would do exactly what and he does. And Derek Carr. He'd make it to the divisional round and lose. I think you mean AFC Championship. And also, <laughs> regardless, of, it ends the same way. Him going home, Mahomes going to the Super Bowl. <laughs> regardless, to Tom Brady. Regardless of what team he picks, if it's Broncos or Raiders, he gets like a first round receiver. Yeah, he gets a few, I think, right, dude. But because uh, I think I think the Raiders also. Go, Brian to, Edwards was one. Wasn't you go to he? Denver. You got Cortland Sutton. Yeah. You got 
Jerry Judy. If I'm Aaron Rodgers, I want to be in Denver. Javonta Williams out of the backfield is an interesting one because KJ pass KJ Hamler or Tim Patrick as your third is very nice. And Aaron Rodgers is used to playing in the cold. So yeah, playing in Denver I, wouldn't be a problem for he him. Can also he would, just be, out he would just be falling in that line of Broncos quarterbacks. Yeah. It would and here's the thing about him. If he went to Denver and won a Super Bowl, I think he would go into the Hall of Fame as a Bronco. Mm. I think because that's his choice. And I think that's how much that relationship with Green Bay has soured. Yeah. Red Favre, Favre almost went in as a Viking. Yeah, because of how the relationship went. Noah yeah. Fant would be a, a, a pass catching machine. Yeah, he would. He would have that Green Bay team basically back from like when we and were then, younger, 2010, when they were good. If you have Drew Locke, you can just move him, and you could probably still get a third for Drew Locke. Yeah, and you got Teddy Bridgewater to back up Aaron Rodgers. Perfect. Not a bad backup. Dude, Tom Brady's in the NFC one year, and Aaron Rodgers, Drew Brees are all jumping ship out of that conference. <laughs> they are. Breeze yeah. isn't really jumping ship. <laughs> remember when we thought Breeze was coming back for like a two-week period? Yeah, Because he was that. posting videos of him working out. It's like, what are you doing? I, I never bought into that. I don't know. Jameis Winston was visibly sweating. <laughs> Can we be fair with Drew Breeze, though? Like, he was going to do that anyway. Yeah. Tom Brady going to that division had nothing to do with that decision. I was surprised he came back, like, this yeah. year. Yeah. That. He was supposed to be done last year. Tom Brady coming back might have pissed him off. He might have come back just because of that and said, nah, fuck this guy, and then I, lost, and then was like, ah. Denver is just so perfect. Yeah, that is the team. Denver's <sighs> perfect, so he's going to get shipped to Chicago. <laughs> he's going to get shipped to, like, Houston. Denver makes so much sense, he's not going to end up there. One-for-one yeah. one swap, Wilson for Rodgers. Oh, no. Imagine, imagine. The Jets just ruined their future. <laughs> I wasn't talking that Wilson. Oh, which Wilson? I was talking, talking Russ. Russell. Oh. You were talking Zach. I was talking <laughs> Zach. That fixes literally nothing for both teams. <laughs> Most definitely. <laughs> now the quarterbacks can just be pissed at a different yeah. franchise. Wilson would be a little bit happier. He went to Wisconsin. There's a, bit, a little bit better protection there in Green Bay than there is in Seattle. A little bit, by far. Seattle's offensive line is dog shit. And... You go from throwing to DK Metcalf to throwing to Devontae Adams. I mean, close. Why are you acting like throwing to DK is a bad thing? Because de- throwing to Devontae Adams is that good. No, I understand. Devontae Adams is probably Devontae Adams one is the best football. wide receiver in football. I'd DK rather, Metcalf is I'd rather have Lockett and DK than yeah, Devontae Adams. Yeah, you got Adams. two. You got two. Yeah, you got two. David Moore. Is that the last one? He's not there anymore. Although, although Tyler Lockett is like the most infuriating player in fantasy. Yeah, you but he can no be a first-string receiver anywhere else. You have no idea. I, I've been that burned. whole team is streaky. I had I've been, Metcalf. He was the same way. Yeah, because it was either it was either Metcalf, Metcalf or Lockett. Or it was Lockett. never both. Yeah. Yeah. I've been burned by Tyler Lockett before, but he's still one of my favorite players. And also, what, I draft him. I try to draft him every year. Why? Never, never to trade him? Never forget when Tyler Lockett put up like forty-five points for like three straight games last year, and then provided like goose eggs for the next two. He did that to me. You live by Tyler Lockett, you die by Tyler. He did that to me two years ago, and I ended up missing the playoffs in a fantasy football league. (laughs) Dude, he had that like fifty-three point game, and he was the number one receiver in fantasy. Like, man, damn! And then he disappeared. And you look at the end of the season; he was like eighth, the eighth best wide receiver in fantasy based on points. How'd that happen? And it was only because of those three fucking weeks. (laughs) It's like okay, yeah, in these three weeks, he had more than most of the fantasy wide receivers. But it's like okay. 
It's not spread out. It won me those three weeks. Come on. I need that a little bit later in the season. Come on. He, Aaron Rodgers needs What are we doing this draft? What? For, for the for, uh, Dynasty League. I don't know. We got to get everybody here. It's the problem. We got to do it. We got to have our too many men draft in August. Yeah. So so before I go before we go, um, R.I.P. Colt Brennan, Hawaii legend. Hate yeah. to see a Hawaii thirty-seven years young. You know when you're a kid growing up, and it's midnight, and you're looking for a football game, and you see Colt Brennan slinging the rock all over the field. That's where your love for football grows. All right. And you watch Hawaii win by 40 points on the island. Because <laughs> you're a normal person. You're up that late watching a Hawaii game. Hey, Hawaii football, man. Hey, you get the craving. Saturday night before Sunday, you're like, oh, my God, football. Schedule releases tomorrow for the NFL. Yeah, how about it? So some, some rumors that I've heard, I don't know if they're confirmed or not. Week one opening night is looking like Cowboys at Bucks. I like that. I like starting the Cowboys off with an L. I've seen week one Jets-Jags. I've heard that too. Yeah, but that's the opening opening game. Yeah, yeah I I've know, but I can see Jets Jags week Jets, one. Jets Jags. Big rumor. No, that, that Jets Jags. So Wait one second. Jets Jags should be like week four Monday Night Football, because you can't really do Jets Jags Monday Night week one. No, no, you guys are missing it. Jets Jags in London. No, it's got to be here. Does it? Yeah, they're playing two games in London this year: Jacksonville and Atlanta. It's got to be here. Jacksonville's game is going to be a division game in London because it always is for some reason. Tennessee. Yeah. They substituted the Thursday night game for the London game. What else have you heard? Why? I hate the fucking London game. Yeah, because I forget it happens. The one one game that I saw that I'm so excited for, rumor, Eagles-Cowboys on Christmas. Is that in Philly? I believe it is in Philly. Maybe throwing snowballs at Santa again. It's going to be the same thing as 40 years ago. 50, almost. Maybe throwing snowballs at Santa. And batteries. Because that's what they do. Yes. Well, there won't 425 be snow Saturday against Dallas. Why wouldn't there be snow in Philadelphia? Nah. Doesn't so it looks anymore. like Philly's going to be playing Rumor on Halloween and on Christmas. Cool. It's your holiday team this year. The, the Halloween game at Vegas. Is New Year's Eve on a Sunday this year? I think it is. Oh, yes. That, that is awesome. <laughs> yes. Dad, take off. Now I, now I got to make sure. No, New Year's Eve's on a Friday. Oh, you got me all excited. You said yes like it was a fact. New Year's Eve on a Friday. So you might get some New Year's Day NFL on Saturday in week 17. And then week 18 will be your division matchups to end the season. Yeah. I can't wait. I I want football back in the worst way. I'm waiting for Kadarius Tony to release what number he's going to wear so I can buy a jersey. I think the Giants got to sign him first, but I want to buy a Tony jersey. I don't know. It was Devonta Smith. I, I, I don't know if I'm going to get this opportunity to have a guy, same pronunciation, pronunciation of, as my first name, that's spelled was, a little differently. But it was Devonta Smith, but then some things went awry. Devonta Smith doesn't want to be an Eagle. You know it. Everybody knows it. Who wants Nobody, to be an Eagle? Nobody wants to be an Eagle. Yeah, exactly. Doug Peterson didn't want to be there. Shohei Otani, seven innings pitch, got taken out of the game, moved to right field. <laughs> There's nobody like that in baseball. It's it is fucking, just him. It's fantastic. <laughs> That's I insane. Right now, he's my vote for MVP because 
there's nobody that can do that. He's ridiculous. Now, the icing on the cake, and we'll wrap this up with this, is if one year he won the Cy Young. And the MVP. The batting title, the MVP, and a Silver Slugger all in one season. Yeah. That would be, oh my God, that would be probably the best single season by any baseball player ever. Which is why it's probably not going to happen. Probably, yeah. <laughs> but if there was a year, I mean, dude, he's pitching great so far this year. He's hitting bombs. Like, you never know. He hits nukes. He does hit nukes. <laughs> He should be an all-star. I thought that like, surgery was going to slow him down. Nope, sped him up. Yeah. He got better. Yeah. Yeah, it doesn't happen. <laughs> happens. <laughs> That's going to wrap up this episode. We will see you again on Friday. Next week, we will not have any episodes, but we'll be back the week after that. This Friday, we'll be breaking down the NFL schedule. Looking forward to the games you're mo- uh, breaking down the games you're most looking forward to. Uh, seeing when I can buy my Giants-Eagles tickets. And we'll see you again this Friday for an episode of Too Many Men. See you guys. Bye.